everyone, welcome back to I Got Pushed and an Hyphen Podcast. I'm Nathan. And I'm Crystal. And we thank you so much for showing up today to listen to today's podcast. Uh, we're recording on my iPhone because I was a dum-dum and I left my laptop at home. So we're going to see how this sounds afterwards. And if it sounds good, you know, maybe we'll try it next time. But I don't know. Anyway, hello and welcome. I'm so excited to talk today. We've needed to debrief. There's yes. a lot of stuff going on. A lot, a lot going on to go over. But before we go into that, of course, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, we want to plug our new uh, Twitter handle, at Enhypen Podcast. It's uh, very important to know that we have changed it from at Island Podcast, because we are no longer focused on the program Island. We are focused on the group Enhypen. So uh, going forward... I don't know if we'll do season two of Island. That wasn't really our intention when we set out. Right. We were like wanting to do a podcast on the group. So we're shifting fully to an hyphen. Uh, I hope that doesn't disappoint anybody who liked Island. I don't know many people that like truly 100% enjoyed Island. It was very emotional for all of us. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Wait, we're like, <laughs> ready yeah. for the break. <laughs> no, you're still getting over some people. So. <laughs> Anyway, we digress on that, but uh, welcome again at Enhypen Podcast on Twitter. My personal is at HyungMate. Mine is at Chrissy Island Stan, which I might need to update. We'll see. We'll see. We're, we're still we'll see. playing things by ear, but you know, as things go forward, um, just be prepared for the name change in just about every account you see. Um, we are just going to get right into it today. There's a lot to cover and Hypen has been dumping buckets of content on us from day one after Island. Frankly, you and I, uh, we've been kind of having to catch up because we've been busy. We've been busy. Yeah. The work weeks just keep coming, uh, but the content doesn't stop. No, the content doesn't <laughs> stop and, uh, neither will we. We are diligent to bring you, um, at least the closest to latest information that we have on Hypen and just chat with you guys. Cause that's the main mission just to kind of have a place for Eggies or whatever we're going to be called in a couple weeks can come and chat about, uh, and Hypen and, uh, hype the group up. I promise I'm not going to do that a ton this podcast. Anyway, let's get into it. So I want to begin with the B-Lift Lab training camp video, because that's like the biggest thing that they released this last week that is in regards to Island. Now, we had both heard about it, but we watched it together. And what were your initial thoughts on the video? It was super fun and refreshing just to see all of them together and like seeing Jay as kind of like a leader. Oh my gosh. I know you you were stoked for that. The whole group chat blew up. They were like, Nathan, did you see this? <laughs> did you see Jay leader confirmed? Which was really exciting for me. But I know what was exciting for you was to see Youngbin and Kay. Yeah, sitting together. That made my day. same table. And it was really sweet. The yeah. interactions. Wow. I know. And seeing my faves who had gotten eliminated, like, aw. Mm -hmm. like, it, was, it was just like, it was healing to see them. And seeing everyone just having fun and cooking together, it was just really refreshing. That brings up a really big conspiracy on my part. And we just talked about it for a little while. But 
there's some like major timeline confusion that I'm having with like the end of Island Part 1, the beginning of Island Part 2, where this training camp video fits in between those and where it fits in in comparison to the finale of Island because from what we can see from like the note videos that they posted on Weverse and the training camp video, a couple of things. You and I both noticed the date stamps on all of the vlogs, you know, like there was, uh, there was July 4th was when Jay did his first log video, but then the second log video that Jay did was on the 15th of July. So like from what we know, at least during these like vlog videos, they were like already moving into part two, but then they brought those trainees back to do a training camp. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. It's confusing. It's yeah. very confusing. Anyway, my 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 reason for bringing that up was like I was having like an existential crisis with you just on the couch. <laughs> it's like <true. laughs> like Island is an illusion, and we were all duped. Like like I'm. I, I'm starting to hate Island more and more. <laughs> like, I love Island for what it gave us, but I absolutely hate how, like, fabricated and duped I feel. Like, let me explain. I just want to explain to all of our listeners, like, the reason that I feel this way is because... All of these little things that they're giving us now, the, the you know, hyphen note series, the, the, the vlogs, and the training camp video, and all of this post-island material that we're getting, it just shows that the, the way that they presented stuff to us is not how it occurred in actuality. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, it's especially seeing it all pieced together like this now and yeah. getting these back dates. Yeah. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. There's so much content. There was so much going on behind the scenes that we didn't know. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess I, I thought that they all just kind of obviously like lived, you know, In like the, island and yes. ground, like lived separately. But now, according to some of those videos, it, it seems, seems like they all went on walks together. Yeah. Ground and island. Let's, let's explain to the listeners what we're talking about. So in... A couple of the uh, the log videos. We haven't watched all of them yet, but we've watched Nikki's today and we watched Jay's today. And the log videos that were filmed on the 14th and 15th, they all talk about a walk. The, Jake's video talks about it too. Mm -hmm. A walk that they took and then they played tag, which was shown in the uh, training camp video, which... I mean, generally puts the training camp video at around July 15th. At, at, least, at least that's what I was perceiving. Is that what you kind of perceived too? I think so. It could have been from that footage, but they just, you know, the training camp video just said someday in July. Someday in July. Right. So which is hard. super vague. But when we look at the actual schedule of Island, part two didn't start until August. Part one ended in july on july 31st so obviously the production's like a week ahead of like actual time which makes sense seeing as these logs were mentioning july 15th and the show ended on the 31st but like hairstyles had changed by then they brought back all of the trainees for this training camp 
and made it seem like it happened at like a later date, but it actually happened in July. So I know that this is really confusing for the listeners because it's confusing as fuck for us. <laughs> but my my point in bringing it up is that the way in which they presented things to us was not what they seemed or were in real life. And I'm just feeling really, I'm feeling some kind of way about it. Like, like I don't, we were getting all sorts of uppity on Twitter about stuff that may have already been planned for. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Can you speak to that? If you can't. It's, it's hard to say. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a reality show, but how much of any reality is, is real and scripted? It's true. And we talked about that at, at the beginning of our podcast. We did the episode about mm-hmm. reality television mm-hmm. and how not everything that we watch is how it is. But now, with all of the little information that they're giving us through these vlog videos and the training camp video, it's just driving home the amount of, like, fabricated and produced material went into Island. And so I guess I'm just having a lot of, like, shock about that. And I know that if I am, that our listeners are too. Because it's just, like, just the little things that they were talking about. Nikki mentioned the fact that they had that arcade machine in their cafeteria. If the cafeteria is that same room that he was mentioning in the training camp video, we saw Jungwon and Hisung play on the same machine during the training camp video. Do you right, remember that? Right. They were heating up the instant rice and then they were like, oh, well, let's just sneak in a real quick game. But when they brought the rice from that that cafeteria back out to the eating area on the training camp video. I remember mentioning to you while we were watching that, that that looks a lot like ground. There was the gravel, there was the woods in the background. They didn't show any of those buildings in the shots of the training camp video, but it seemed at least intuitively to me that where they were eating was on, was in ground. But if that facility is close to where ground is, then that means that where they filmed Island is not like in the remote woods of Paju. It's like on a property. Now, you know, we've seen posts like that on Twitter. I you saw those, right? Yeah. I showed you like the the CJ E&M uh, kind of theme park that they were planning yes. on making. That's where they filmed Produce 101. They have production facilities there. But in the TV show, they tried to make it seem like, oh, islands in this remote, magical, fantastical area of Korea. And it's away from everything. But it's not. These trainees walked out of a wood that's like part of a production facility. <laughs> like, I, I, there's just a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. There is. And so we we were trying to piece it together while watching today. Obviously the timeline's really messed up. Like I feel like I'm watching Doctor Who or like <laughs> some kind of like I feel like I'm watching a BTS like big hit universe kind of video where I'm trying to figure out what day Jin went back in time to save RM. I don't anyway, why does Big Hit have to play with our emotions like that? Oh, like that's cruel. We were watching Jay's uh, note video from July 15th where he mentioned uh, getting to call his mom and dad. So that happened, like, for the top three that week? What was that? 
when they no, got see, the phone calls home. That's actually what is confusing to me too. Yeah. Because I don't think that he is referencing that phone call. That phone call happened much later on in the show. Exactly. But that's, again, I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like I'm <laughs> losing my fucking mind. Yeah. Because the, so the, the training camp video, everybody has changed hair and they had that changed hair for the beginning of part two, which started in August. I know. Well, yeah, and 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 and, and they made it seem like it was such a luxury too. Like uh, you know, like oh, for um, for this week you get to talk to your family members and friends. But it's like okay, but just back on July fifteenth, like there so was we, no issue with you know Jay calling his mom and dad, or like playing video games, like Nikki playing video games, or like I want to know. B-Lift, I want to know how much of this is fabricated, how much is not. I feel like I'm being gaslit by Island. <laughs> and it's really hurting my brain and my feelings. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so glad that you mentioned that just now because that's why I wrote it down in my notes. And then he mentions their T&D team bringing them ice cream. Yeah. Like... Okay, which is great. I'm so happy they got ice cream, and I'm glad that their T&D team takes care of them because that means that they care. But it seemed in Island that that kind of stuff didn't happen. But Jay says that it happened. Right. And Nikki said he played video games when he was supposedly in ground, by the way, if my whole timeline that I'm trying to work up is, like, accurate... Because he's mentioning like, oh, like I just got, uh, I just got a roommate changed to Kyungmin. Mm-hmm. That was while they were in ground. Obviously, the grounders go home at the end of the night uh, to their dorms. Are the dorms on campus in that facility that they were in, or close by? I don't know. I I know. There's. <sighs> Lots of questions. Lots of questions, especially, yeah, we need to know when that training camp took place or like what days in July. I say we start a petition room. <laughs> We're such bitches. I'm telling you, I'm so sorry to anybody who is OT13, but like, I just like, I never will I mass email, never will I, I petition, but yeah. like, I. This is something that I want to petition because it's not harmful to any trainees. I just kind of want to know. Well, and it's just interesting, too, because if think about the scenes where, like, when they go from, like, ground to island or island to ground, and they're all like, oh, like, I haven't been outside. This is so weird. But it sounds like they were maybe able to go outside. Eventually. Like, eventually and go on walks? Or was the walks just during the training camp? Yeah. And so there's a lot of inconsistencies there's a lot of time warping going on, <laughs> like truly some Doctor Who shit. Like truly. I need explanations, please, because uh, maybe we'll maybe I'll just do that as like extracurricular this week. I'll try to come up with some kind of timeline. We can talk about it next week. I want to digress a little bit though. Those vlogs are such gems. They are. It's a look behind the veil that we did not have. To see that these boys were not being mistreated like everybody thought. Right. That they're having fun, that they're bonding, they're playing games together, they're getting ice cream. Yeah. Like, it's, it's good to see. Yeah. They were they were being treated well, despite the fact that they were in mental anguish, which is another big if now. Like, were they truly, like, in such 
like mental disarray from this whole program that like all of our cries for justice were found well founded i don't don't know but like i want to know how you feel about this comment this whole thing has made me feel a load better about hunbin and k now it doesn't take away the fact that k was kept from debuting that is awful the whole situation i think everybody agrees k not debuting despite the fact that it could lead to something better on down the line sucked but this whole pro- this whole look behind the veil like i feel comforted i don't know about you yeah no i definitely do after seeing seeing them all train together and work together it's like obviously there's so much more going on that we don't know mm-hmm. so especially anybody who was you know voted off or didn't make it yeah like god only knows what's going on like i hope really good things <laughs> well and i want to know if they were still training during that time after being eliminated they brought back all of the the trainees for the training camp i don't know where that fits into the timeline obviously but it seems as if the trainees were all retained at that place they didn't like just leave island and go back home to watch the program and like wallow in pity they they must have been close by they brought them all back for the finale right. so i want those are things that i want to know like were they still at the CJEM campus after they got eliminated? Were they still training to some degree? Obviously, like, Yunwan was out dancing with his crew after his injury uh, disqualified him. But I think that's a different situation right. because it was a physical injury. He, there may have been, like, a clause in the contract that said, like, if you get injured, like, we have to drop you from the label. I know that, that sounds really ruthless, but that's a commonality in K-pop uh k-pop contracts so do they get retained do they get an option like an out option you know at the end of the program i get the option to leave b-lift or i stay on as a trainee until i get debut or find another place to debut i don't know that's a good question i've been wondering that too lots of questions posed please 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 if you're listening to this episode please engage with us on our Twitter at an hyphen podcast, because I want to know opinions. DM us whatever method you feel comfortable doing. Please get a hold of us. I want to know what you think about this theory. Uh, if you have any answers, yes. I'm open to those too. If you, <laughs> if you have a better grasp on this timeline, um, if you know anybody who does send me that info, I'm ready for it. But if not, Let's theorize together because I want to get to the bottom of this. I am so sick of feeling gaslit by Island. The biggest drama post-announcement of the lineup is obviously this whole airport incident at Gimpo in Seoul. Yep. mess so according to outlets i'm not gonna name any and i don't want to mention any fan sites it's just degrading but from clips that we may have inadvertently seen 
we didn't, you know, go looking for these clips, but they popped up on our Twitter timeline. I don't support these clips or pictures, and I block actively posters of this kind of content. But from what we saw, things got really dicey at that airport. Very dicey. Yeah. This is your first time with, like, sasang activity mm-hmm. in K-pop. Mm-hmm. What did you think? It was overwhelming. Yeah. I... I... Just didn't expect that kind of uh, mentality or that kind of like pressure on the boys pre debut. Yeah, and it, well, and to be fair, Crystal, it it doesn't happen like that. Okay. Like I've never seen a pre debut group face this kind of um, this kind of thing before ever. Right, right. And it's it's kind of a. I feel like it's a symptom of the times, like mm-hmm. K pop culture right now. Uh, I don't want to say. Um, I don't want to say that it, it supports Sasangs, but it makes uh, that sort of activity a lot more accessible to people who are dangerous. Um, and uh, I think people just need to cool it. Like, we, uh, we, I was looking at pictures on Twitter. They showed the, uh, the No Pants Girl, who is like an active Sasang towards Yongjun of Tomorrow By Together. She's been seen at the airport multiple times to take pictures and or harass TXT. So to see her at the airport with a hype in was really concerning to me. Um, since this is your first time, uh, what surprised you? What surprised you the most was I think that it got just so out of hand yes. and that they're just being shoved, it looked like. And yeah. and the fact that there wasn't more security, because I get that this doesn't typically happen to pre-debut groups. But, I mean, they already did have a lot of fame because of Island. Mm-hmm. So I would just think that they would, the security or somebody would be more prepared, I guess. Yeah, and I think that you and the fans agree, and I all agree too. But, like, I think that at large, and Hype and fans agreed. Because that night, the number one uh, trending hashtag in many Asian countries was hashtag protect hypen and hypen and uh and worldwide it was trending as well i don't yeah. remember the number but it was trending we saw it um so uh that day um later that day uh b-lift issued their first uh fan etiquette post on weverse which i noted when we were discussing earlier looked very similar to the same style of bts and txt um mentioning that all unscheduled and private schedule events are prohibited. You are not allowed to go. And they are not responsible for any of the equipment that may be trashed in the process, which totally down for. I think that the security of Enhypen should meet those with the same aggression and uh, level of intensity that they're met with, Mm -hmm. the the boys. And uh, I think that... The airports should have stepped up as well. I mean, this is COVID-19 as well. Exactly. And that's huge. I mean, what happened to them is terrible, no matter, you know, COVID or no COVID. But it just makes it that much worse with what's going on right now. I mean, people were touching them and they were close. And I understand that they were wearing masks, but that's unacceptable. Like, people getting up on you like that. I know, uh, allegedly, you know... uh, Nikki was separated from the group 
allegedly like Sunu fainted. Uh, the video kind of showed like Jake tripping from what I had seen, which I mean, I haven't watched the video over and over again. So I don't know who these members are based on what they look like. I mean, they're, they're hooded and they are masked. Right. Uh, but I did see like, Jay was really protective. Mm -hmm. He was really, really protective. He and was. um I know that um the security for the size of the security team they were doing their best. And so I thank them for that. Uh but I I don't like the way that some in hyphen fans were engaging the material, whether or not they were searching for it or had just come across it. Right. Well, and I think, too, some people had some interesting comments on Twitter yeah. saying, you know, in essence, what people were saying is that, you know, when you become famous, that there is kind of a price that you pay or a lack of privacy that, you know, you just come to expect that. Which is true. Which is true to an extent. But? But by no means was what happened at the airport acceptable. Um, yeah. Totally unacceptable. But it's true. They They have kind of signed over their identities and things of that nature, but they, but not they, their safety, but not their safety. Yeah. And, and they do, st I think still deserve privacy to an extent also for oh, these for private sure. schedules. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they get to be bombarded unfairly, mm -hmm. you know, when that wasn't supposed to be released. So Com I completely agree. I think that while, while those statements are accurate and they're most definitely not compassionate, these boys are not debuted yet. They have barely been in the limelight for a week now, and you're already out here at an airport harassing them? Yeah, it's just not a great start for Enhypen. I feel bad for them. Like yeah. that, you know, because they're excited to be idols. This is yeah. their thing. And so, and then to have it come at you in such a unfortunate way, and I think still, is a bad experience. They're still posting positive material too. Mm -hmm. Just after that event happened, it's almost like clockwork that Sunu posted Aselka on uh, Twitter, mm -hmm. which I was very thankful for just to see a smile on his face. I think that that also comforted a lot of fans as well. But then a little bit later, uh, Jay posted a picture and a whole new Twitter storm flew into our faces with this whole like alleged bruise on his face. And people were posting like pick like color corrected pictures and like showing like oh like don't you see it right here like he's trying to cover it with his peace sign like like how fucked up is that and i'm like how disrespectful like right. I, here's the deal if jay has a bruise that's fine like that if that's what happened that's awful but for you to call it out on social media and then to spread that, and then if it were to come back on you as false, you're a liar, and you're also sensationalizing. Yeah. And I think that that's something really important that needs to be pointed out, because I have friends on Stan Twitter, on Enhype and Stan Twitter, who called out a major fan source, I'm not going to name them, and they blocked them on Twitter. Oh, wow. This, this, this major... Uh, fan Twitter account for this specific trainee blocked them. Interesting. And I just think that that's unacceptable. Right. Like, we need to be accountable on social media. Now, obviously, 
Twitter should be a place that you can go to voice your opinion freely without um, without harassment. Obviously, you need to be aware that like when you post something on Twitter, you should expect um, you might get some pushback on an opinion or two. Uh, I don't I'm not saying that you should accept any kind of harassment, but I think that you should definitely be prepared for some kind of opposing opinion. But when somebody calls out somebody in that kind of position where they're influential, they kind of have sway over what people think, they need to accept criticism of what they've posted. And if you're out here claiming that somebody has a bruise and it turns out that they don't, it was just bad lighting or whatever, I think that you need to apologize. Right. You, If you're holding a social media account, that's, that, that's so large. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. have to, yeah, you just have to be accountable. So Nathan, yeah, when do you think Enhypen is going to debut? Interesting question. I'm glad you asked because I just saw a post on Twitter, I think maybe today, uh, Sunday, <laughs> uh, Sunday, September 27th to be exact, when we're recording this, um, I saw some posts uh, that kind of blew up that said like maybe dis- uh, November 6th. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that that's an interesting date in regards to like the big hit family calendar because BTS will have their comeback around that time. And then... Um, I think that TXT has some stuff coming up around then as well. So there's going to be a lot dropping. But um, I think that November 6th is the popular date. I think that uh, personally, I would tend to agree because anything toward the end of November is like Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And they really want to try to hit the American market with Enhypen. So they're going to try to avoid the holiday too closely. Um but yeah, I think November 6th would be interesting. I'm more interested to see what kind of debut they have. I know that uh, when TXT debuted just a little while back, they did a special on Mnet. And it was really good. And it was, I think, I want to say that they performed most of the songs most, on their EP. Okay. And it was so good. About Crystal. how many songs was it? I want to say it was a, it was at least three, I think. Okay. They did three songs. Um, they did the title track, and then I think they did uh, Blue Orange Aid, and they did Napa Ball Star. I can't remember, and I feel like such a bad Moa. Anyway, <laughs> it was a good come. Uh, it was a good debut, and their comebacks have been really good too. But I want to see what kind of program uh, and hypen does because it's kind of a toss up. B Lift is a new company; they aren't big hit that. That can never be stressed enough, listeners. B-Lift is not Big Hit. They are partially owned by Big Hit, but they're also owned by CJ and M, which leads me to my theory that they could have a really big debut program. CJ and M owns Mnet. And so since Mnet is where most debuts happen these days, they can do like an all-out, like no-holds-barred kind of blowout when it comes to their debut. I think maybe an episode ago, we talked about what kind of concept we wanted to see 
for a debut. Yes. I I said an energetic, something along the lines of TXT's crown, something that shows off their youthfulness, their energy, their skill, and I want something that's got some good choreo because I think that choreo is going to stand out the most with this group. I think oh, it's definitely. Gonna, it's the highlight. It is. I mean, with Nikki and Sungun at the front and everybody else is so talented. I mean, Sung is a fantastic dancer. Jay's dances and so powerful. It's so strong. And Sunu has proven himself with the representative unit that they did uh, with Save Me. And Jake has improved with his choreography so much. He really has. Yeah. Jung Won, just like ace extraordinaire. It's going to be a blowout. It is. Um, I And I don't even know what concept I would prefer at this point. I feel like I'm bouncing around a lot of different ideas in my yeah. head of what I want to see. Yeah, whatever you I said. don't even want expectations at this point. <laughs> I just want to be surprised, I think. I, I think that we will be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Go on to our Twitter messages, you know, DM or, you know, mention us in your comment. Let us know what kind of concept you want to see from an hypen. I want to see as many as possible. Please do it because... I, sometimes I feel like we're in an echo chamber, like it's just you and me, mm-hmm. and like, I know that you guys are listening, I know you are, so <laughs> comment, y'all, like, get it, get to it, <laughs> blow us up, Juiceo, like, Do come it. on, like, I, this is a call to action to all of you in Hype and Podcast listeners, please, 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 for the love of God, retweet and share with your moots, seriously, if you like the podcast, it's time. It's time. We're blowing up very quickly. Right. Like, I mean, I'm glad to announce we have over 200 listens on every episode. Oh, wow. Now, listens can, like, be a tricky thing because some people can listen for 12 seconds. Some people can listen for the full, like, 35, 45 hour long episode. But we thank you anyway. Just for clicking on the podcast, it's like a joy and a thrill to see the numbers go up. Truly. But we want you to join the conversation. So at and hyphen podcast, that's the new Twitter handle. Please remember it. Well, I think that's going to do it for us today. I think so too. Another short episode, but I feel like the episodes are going to be shorter now that there's like... Not as much content to go over. Exactly. I mean, the, they're dropping content, but... Yeah, but can we, and... can we consume it that quickly? I don't think so. This isn't like some kind of like hot dog eating contest where the hot dogs are hyping content. <laughs> like, I can't deal with that. There's not enough water in the world to do that. Anyway, sidetrack. So sorry. Um, thank you so much for listening, you guys. It's a, a joy and a thrill every week. Just every to week. get together with my friend Crystal. I know. We get to see you. We get and... to hatch it out and yeah. we enjoy speaking with all of you and yeah. let us know your thoughts. Please. Because um, you're along this ride with us. And happy birthday to Crystal, who's uh-huh. going to be turning none of your business. <laughs> so uh, she's turning the big 3-0 and we're so happy. Because it means you're a distinguished woman. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'm going to be there soon, too. So I, uh, you know, I'll be meeting you there in March of this next year. But um, happy birthday, friend. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to I Got Pushed in a Hyping Podcast. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye.